Will, we know a little of your background from, but explain it to us in your terms. Well, which part? <laughs> high school. High school. I uh, played Morefoot High School. I mm -hmm. uh, played running back and safety in football. I was a catcher and center fielder for baseball, and then uh, wrestled 182 in wrestling. Uh, was good at all three. Had a lot of success. I uh, went to a small school, obviously, so didn't play uh, very big schools. Didn't really know what I was going to do. You know, what if I was going to play football, wrestle, play baseball. I had offers in all three sports. Ended up going to Glenville. I uh, had a real good uh, relationship with Eric Smith and uh, Blake Tasker to get in there and play. Went down there, and they were like, starts uh, start uh, playing on special teams in full camp. And I had a lot of issues with the clearinghouse. They kept calling. They're like, yeah, you got a red flag. And I man, I knew that I felt this class. And they're like, yeah, you're a non-qualifier in high school, so you can't play this, this fall. And at that point, I, I made a big decision of leaving Glenville and going to the Army. But, I mean, I didn't know if I was going to go play football somewhere else, if I was going to go play baseball, if I was going to wrestle, because I contacted multiple schools and had the opportunity to go play. But for me, I was like, you know, I wanted to serve my country. I was very patriotic all growing up. Um, so I did. I left Glenville mid-December, and I was flying to Fort Benning in February on Valentine's Day. So my mom was not very happy on that. Uh, went in the Army. Um, went to Fort Benning for basic training. Then I went to jump school at Fort Benning as well. Learned how to jump out of an airplane. And then I went to Alaska in September. And I was deploying to Afghanistan in December, right before Christmas. Got back uh, June of 2018. Uh, after that, I got into the reconnaissance and sniper platoon, tried for them, made it. Uh, led a team there. We went to multiple different training events, Camp Shelby, Mississippi, uh, JRTC in Louisiana. Um, that's about it. And then when I was out processing from the Army, I... Uh, Shadowed the on-base strength conditioning coach, so that's kind of how I got into my craft of wanting to be a strength conditioning coach. Then when I got out, uh, planned on walking on at WVU in the summer of 2020. They had COVID. They didn't have any walk-on tryouts. But then again, I was calling uh, Preston Wages with compliance with WVU, and I was like, hey, am I good to go? And at that point in my life, uh, he told me that I wasn't, so I served the Division Two punishment of not being able to play the fall of 2016 at Glenville. Well, now I was serving the Big 12 punishment, so I couldn't play. At this point in time, I was enrolled in school at WVU. I was going to go to school out here. So I couldn't do that. I had to be – had to go to school at a non-Power 5 conference school, so I couldn't go to school at WVU. Uh, I had to have an associate's degree, 2.5 GPA, and then 48 transfer work credits. Had all the credits, didn't have an associate's degree, had a GPA, um, and I didn't have three semesters at a non-Power 5 conference school. So I was like, all right, well, and this is two weeks before the season started, so I really didn't know what to do. So I didn't do anything that fall of 2020. Um, <clears throat> just worked. I worked for uh, the Region 7 uh, workforce. At that point, uh, got to work with some kids. I was a supervisor of a youth development group. So I had kids from like 8 to 24 years old. Not 8, uh, 14 to 24 years old. And some of them were good kids who were looking for a good working environment. They were like their first time working. Some of them were 
not as good. You know, maybe didn't go to school, had a bad home life, uh, had drug issues. So I got to teach these kids, you know, career skills. We would go to rivers, you know, wildlife management areas, pick up trash. Uh, I would give them, like, PowerPoint presentations of, like, how to save money, you know, a difference between what you want and what you need to buy. And that was really I, – I really take pride in that. You know, they probably learned a lot from me, but I really learned all about myself and teaching these kids, you know, being a role model and as their boss. So I've done that till about January, and my boss there, T.J. Vanmeter, his son's really good at baseball, and he played baseball in college. You're like, why don't you play baseball? And I thought about it, and at this point I was kind of bored with my life. I didn't – I was just working. I, I was really eager to play football. I couldn't do that. So I ended up – he called Doug Little at Pont State. He said, yeah, come on down. So I, I went to Pot State, uh, sat behind Caleb Taylor, who was a hell of a catcher, really good guy. I would catch a second game, um, and we were good. We ended up kind of blowing in the postseason. Uh, I left there. I'm like, all right, finally. So the spring's done. I'm like, man, I can finally you know walk on at WVU. So I talked to Preston, and you know, everything was good. And this is when I was driving to the beach. He told me I got something. He said I was good. And then he calls me back. He's like, yeah, you got one more thing. I'm like, what now? I was like, I've been through all this. Like, what can you tell me right now? What's going on? And he said, you need a science class. So I had to take an online class. I took a biology class, learned about the body. And finally, I was done. I was, supposed to, uh, I was in contact with Casey Vance here at WVU. Um, I was supposed to start at the uh, beginning of fall camp. I didn't, I didn't start till uh, first day of school. So that was a long, short version of it. Got some perspective on life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say, you can three-game losing streaks are kind of small compared to some other things going on out there. I guess, huh? Yeah. Um. I mean, you just gotta take ownership of what happened and forget about it. You know, realize that what ain't working ain't working, and what's working is. And keep doing what's right and you know, keep working hard, and you know, don't worry about what has happened. You know, worry about this week. Worry about today. Military experience do for you in in life and and also in football. Uh, I grew up I grew up real fast I tell you that especially when you have you know six to eight drill sergeants yelling at you that was uh, a big learning experience but the structure and the organization of the United States Army um, it molded me into the guy I am today you know it gave me a, a big perspective on life you know how to lead people how to treat people and just overall life in general. Do you feel older when you look around the locker room and they're 18-year-olds? Yeah, my body feels older too. The experience, go ahead. Well, how much of an adjustment was it to get back into the game after being completely away from it for five years? I would say a full year under Mike Joseph, um, best strength coach that I know of, uh, great guy. But it took about a full year. When I got back, I thought that I was ready of just working on my own. And that was kind of hard to to always stay ready and, and not have to, to get ready. But I would say a full year of getting back into the game. What is it about football that, I mean, through all that, you, you just all you want to do is get back and play college football? Uh, I wouldn't say just football. I would say playing football here at WVU. You know, growing up in Morford, West Virginia, uh, I watch Reed Williams play. He's from Moorfield as well. Uh, big hero of mine. 
a great friend of mine as well. Talked to him numerous times when I was in the Army and just about life in general, about how getting back. But playing here, I mean, I just I wanted to play here. I, I wouldn't have went anywhere else. So I just wanted to play for the old Golden Blue. What was like running out the tunnel the first time? What was your emotion? Speechless. It's like uh, a dream come true, and it, it kind of felt like a relief finally. You know, of, of getting to live a childhood dream and, you know, working working hard to get to this point and finally everything came together. Once this is done, what's next for you? What's next for me? This will be my final season here at WVU, playing on intern under Mike Joseph and strength conditioning staff downstairs and then uh, work for the Department of Defense, either at Fort Bragg or Fort Campbell, training um, military personnel. don't matter really what branch, but I think that's it. Kind of want to give back, you know. I love working out. I love the sports science uh, side of it. You know, what really can you do to the human body? How, how far can you push them? And I think for them guys, that there's always room for improvement, athletics or military. So, pretty clearly defined goals. You want to talk to my son? <laughs> I can you do some counseling. Yeah. yeah. Military training and football training. Compare. A lot of long distance. In the army, it's kind of how far can you go and how much can you carry, especially as a grunt. You know, you're carrying a lot of food, water, the basics. You know, radios, batteries. Here, it's I me. Mean, it's a sprint. You know, I, I play lasts usually what about eight seconds. So, a lot of power here in, in this in this world. But I tell most people, you know, we evaluate guys here. You know, we we track their sleep. Yeah, we, we feed them properly, they're hydrated properly, you get the best uh, nutrition staff and strength conditioning staff, and and then they grade you. In the Army, they're taking your food, water, your sleep, and then they're going to see what you're about then. So I think that's the biggest difference. Is your football experience? What is my goal on game day? Roll. Yeah, I'm defensive signal caller, so I give this me and Lee Coba usually. Uh, I hear it through the the mic through Coach Leslie, and I give him the signal. And then uh, this past week, I actually had to play on kickoff return. So other than that, just I mean, more of a utility guy on all special teams. I know that I'm not going to play on defense, which is not an issue to me. But I, mean, I know multiple roles, so it's usually you know if a guy goes down or something happens, just to be ready. Were you in the the, the ones for special teams, or just part of the game and they rolled you in because it was late? No, with the ones. What you thought at this level? Has the experience lived up to what your your dream was way back when? Yeah, and more. I didn't know um, what all benefits came with playing football here. You know the resources. I think uh, Coach Brown and the staff here do a great job of preparing guys for the real world. You know, I'm in uh, Chambers Elite Climbers, which is a new group, and yeah, you know, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know that I know now. Yeah, it might be with marketing, what you should post on social media, how guys can hack you, how to save money, who you should know, who you shouldn't know, who you shouldn't talk to. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's great for these guys. I think there's a lot of guys here that didn't have no guidance at all growing up. I was fortunate enough to, you know, be in the Army and have that side of me, but, yeah. Things like anxiety reduction training. How does that shift into the role that that kind of 
sports psychology has on football? I don't know. Give me ask the question, but like in a in a different term. Like, what do you mean by sports psychology? Like, so Fort Benning has people employed to focus on things like anxiety reduction, um, things that would essentially help you fire a gun with more precise accuracy. So, like, uh, maybe like transfer into football. You're saying like pressure. Essentially, yes. Okay. So how does how does your time in the army working with that group of people transition into how you deal with pressure now? You just gotta be able to control it. You know. They run sixty yards down the field, are you gonna overreact and lose your mind and freak out? Or are you gonna be like, Okay, it's over with. Let the offense go back out there, respond. I mean and for the military, I mean, yeah, you're stress under fire I mean yeah if things are going wrong I mean I think that you same thing just control it handle the situation and, and not let it get to you don't let it don't just don't freak out I mean and there are times that that's going to happen but just go back to your training pull back to your training well you mentioned Reed Williams how much of a role model was he to you growing up and how did he kind of help you when you made the decision to get back in the game to, to get ready for it? I mean, he always knew. Uh, when I left, I called him when I first got out of basic training and kind of just caught back. You know, I didn't talk to him for a couple months. But me and him are close. Uh, me and him text each other maybe once a week, kind of see what's going on, how the guys are doing. Great relationship, great dude, great role model. Um and he's been like a big brother to me, a lot of mentor, and a lot of talks outside of football. You know, what am I going to do next? And really on education, you know, and how this is just a stepping stone in my life, in my journey, you know, just to really focus on what's what's going on next. And, you know, I appreciate Reed. Reed's a great dude, great, great role model. And, you know, I probably couldn't do it. Done it without him. I have a brother who just finished up a 30-year career in the Marine Corps as a colonel. And he seems to take things seriously. What is it about guys in the military that seem to take things a little more seriously than everybody else? Well, to me, and I, and I understand exactly what you're talking about. Here, you lose a football game. Everybody wakes up the next day. You prepare. You eat. You know, in war, that's not such a case. You know, if you're not perfect, you're not prepared. Something bad happens. You freak out. Like she was talking about, someone dies. I think that's serious. I think someone dying is serious. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, having someone die and having them, you know, ship back across uh, the ocean in a box, I think that's terrible. I think that's, I hate thinking about that. And, uh, I mean, I've had friends die. I've had friends die after coming back from suicide, dealing with stuff that uh, has happened. And, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, that's probably why you're serious, you know. Yep, thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate it.